Two things happen once you get light into your eyeball. Number one, the light sends a signal to your pineal gland to turn off the melatonin faucet in your head. But there's a second thing that happens at that very moment, and it actually sets a timer for when the melatonin should start again. Are you melatonin deficient? Because 90% of people out there are not. Also, melatonin should never be used in kids. If you start to really get into the habits in the morning time, it makes the nighttime so much easier. Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Okay, friends, you know you are in for a treat when we have on a repeat guest I only bring back people when they are absolutely incredible and when you guys are begging for a part two. That is Dr. Michael Bruce. And of course, it is about a topic that I am so, so obsessed with. Out of all the health things, I actually think that the importance of sleep might be the thing that I actually think the most about. I just think sleep is so, so important. And it was really nice in the first episode that I did with Dr. Bruce because he really helps me feel better about my crazy sleep schedule. Yes, I do stay up super late and and wake up late. And according to him and his book, The Power of When, that's just because I am a dolphin chronotype. So I finally can feel a little bit better about that. So we dived into those chronotypes in the first episode, but I really wanted to get into biohacking sleep. So that is the purpose of today's episode. I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. And speaking of sleep, a really quick little hack that I recently learned and was reflecting on and wanted to share with you guys. So I have a Sunlighten infrared sauna, which I use every single day of my life. And I normally use it at night. It's part of my wind down routine. It really, really helps my sleep. But a little hack I've realized is on a rare occasion that I feel the need to take a nap during the day, which isn't that common, but it does happen every now and then. I love taking a nap in my sauna because it's like getting a cardiovascular workout while taking a nap. You take your nap, you wake up sweating with your heart pumping, basically having done the equivalent of a cardio session while also sleeping and recovering and having your nap. I am so obsessed with this. So if you have a Sunlight in Solo, let me know if you do this and if you think it's as cool as I do. There will be an ad for Sunlight in, in the middle of this episode, so you can listen to that to learn more about it. And if you tell them I sent you, you will get a major discount. The show notes for today's episode will be at melanieavalon.com slash Michael Bruce. Those show notes will have a full transcript, so definitely check that out. There will be two episode giveaways for this episode. One will be in my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting plus Real Foods plus Life. Comment something you learned or something that resonated with you on the pinned post to enter to win something that I love. And then check out my Instagram, find the announcement post on Friday, and also comment there to enter to win something that I love. And friends, people do not take me up on this. You have a very, very good chance of winning and you can win multiple times. People often do. And what do you win? But a full size beauty counter product, which I will tell you more about in a little bit. I have a very exciting announcement, friends. I have officially launched a TikTok channel. I've been on Instagram for a while, but it is time for TikTok. And with the channel, I'm going to be posting daily, very high quality, awesome biohacking content. 
tips and tricks, things from my life. And I really want to bring the glam to biohacking because I feel like biohacking can be very male-centric or focused on a certain type of person. And I just want to break that stereotype and bring all the sparkles. So please join me there. My handle is Melanie Avalon Official. Please let me know what you'd like to see from me, what you think of the content. I do feel pretty shy about it. So please join me so that we can be friends and just go on the most epic biohacking adventure. Okay, friends, spirulina update. It is still coming. I know it's been taking a while. It's just because I want to make the most ideal spirulina tablets on the market, ones that are tested for purity and potency and to be free of all pesticides and just the highest quality. So we've got that spirulina source. It tastes awesome. The issue we're experiencing is that in order to make it into tablets, it requires another ingredient. If you're currently taking spirulina tablets and they say they are one ingredient, they are not one ingredient. There is something in there that is helping to keep that structure. So we're trying to figure out which route to go with this. It's really fun because I keep trying different samples. I think I know which one I like the most, but we'll see which one I end up picking. Either way, I really love the taste of our spirulina. It doesn't taste fishy or LGE, and I really experience the benefits. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can get my other Avalon X supplements at avalonx.us. Friends, have you jumped on the serapeptase bandwagon yet? That's what I launched with, and to this day, it continues to be my most favorite supplement ever. It's a proteolytic enzyme created by the Japanese silkworm. When you take it in the fasted state, it actually breaks down non-living problematic proteins in your body, so it can help address an array of issues. Like I said, it will clear your sinuses, calm inflammation, it may help reduce cholesterol. Studies have shown it can break down amyloid plaque, it can help alleviate pain, and so much more. I take it daily. It is one of the most important supplements in my arsenal. This is the new year. Start it off right. Get some serapeptase. You can get 10% off with the coupon code Melanie Avalon, as well as a 20% off code when you text Avalon X to 877-861-8318. That's Avalon X to 877-861-8318. Those codes will also work with my fantastic partner, MD Logic Health. For that, go to melanieavalon.com slash mdlogic. And of course, all of my supplements I formulated to be the very best on the market. They're tested multiple times for heavy metals and mold. They're free of all common allergens as well as problematic fillers, which goes back to that whole spirulina formulation issue I was talking about. They come in glass bottles to help prevent leaching of plastics into ourselves and the environment. And we even use the minimal amount of stickiness required for the labels to help with our environmental impact. To get these fantastic products, go to avalonx.us and definitely get on my email list so that you don't miss the spirulina launch special. For that, go to avalonx.us slash email list. Another resource for you guys if you struggle with food sensitivities like I do, you have got to get my app, Food Sense Guide. It's a comprehensive catalog of over 300 foods for 11 potentially problematic compounds. These include things you may be reacting to, like gluten, lectins, FODMAPs, histamine, oxalates, sulfites, thiols, whether or not something is a nightshade, and so much more. It even includes autoimmune paleo AIP status. You can learn about the compounds, create your own list to share and print, and finally take charge of your food sensitivities. It is a top Apple app, often in the top 10 for the Apple food and drinks charts. And friends, get it now because I'm going to be updating it to a subscription basis soon. So you definitely want to get grandfathered in for life at one super low price. With the subscriptions, by the way, I'm going to be implementing some pretty cool features. So I need to do subscriptions to help support that. So like I said, get it now before we change to subscriptions. 
You can get it at melanieavalon.com slash foodsenseguide. And one more thing before we jump in. Did you know there are over a thousand compounds found in conventional skincare and makeup in the U.S. that have been banned in Europe due to their toxicity? If you are using conventional skincare and makeup, you are directly putting into your bloodstream toxic compounds, including obesogens, which can literally cause your body to store and gain weight. So if your diet's not working, you might want to think about what's happening with your skincare and makeup, as well as carcinogens linked to cancer. I'm not making this up. And just endocrine disruptors in general, which with our hormones. Thankfully, there's an easy solution to this. There's a company called Beauty Counter, and they were founded on a mission to change this. Every single ingredient is extensively tested to be safe for your skin, so you can truly feel good about what you put on, and their products really work. I am obsessed with their overnight resurfacing peel, their vitamin C serum, they have shampoo and conditioner, skincare lines for every skin type, and incredible makeup. It's so amazing that Tina Fey actually wore all Beauty Counter makeup when she hosted the Golden Globes. So yes, it is high definition camera ready. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code cleanforall 20 to get 20% off site-wide. You can get the latest updates from me, specials, sales, samples, and so much more on my email list. That's at melanieavalon.com slash cleanbeauty. And you can join me in my Facebook group, Clean Beauty and Safe Skincare with Melanie Avalon. People share product reviews and their experiences, and I do a giveaway every single week in that group as well. And lastly, if you're thinking of making clean beauty and safe skincare a part of your future, like I have, I definitely recommend becoming a Band of Beauty member. It's sort of like the Amazon Prime for clean beauty. You get 10 back in product credit, free shipping on qualifying orders, and a welcome gift that is worth way more than the price of the year-long membership. It is totally completely worth it. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. An important announcement, friends. My EMF blocking products are coming. Make sure you don't miss the launch special. For that, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list. EMFs are actually classified by the IARC as a group 2B, possibly carcinogenic to humans. These are such a problem. We are exposed to them through our Wi-Fi, our cell phones, our AirPods, And they are linked to so many health issues, including anxiety, migraines, headaches, even fertility issues. This is such a problem. Thankfully, you can address your EMF exposure. I'm going to help with that with my Avalon X EMF blocking product line. So again, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list to check that out. All right, without further ado, please enjoy this wonderful second conversation with Dr. Michael Bruce. Hi friends, welcome back to the show. I am so incredibly excited about the conversation that I am about to have. It is with a repeat guest. That's how you know that you have a good one. It's about a topic that is honestly, I get asked a lot actually, what do I think is the most important thing in the whole health and biohacking world? And it's really hard to say one thing, but I cannot emphasize enough the importance of sleep. And I am here today with one of the honestly, one of the world's sleep experts, Dr. Michael Bruce. I had him on the show before and we talked, he's had a lot of books, but we talked a lot about his book, The Power of When, which is about the different chronotypes that affect sleep as well as pretty much everything that you do in life. And he's also the author, as well as a lot of other books, of the upcoming Energize, which is about body types and how that relates to everything. That conversation was amazing. You guys loved it, but we didn't really actually even get into 
biohacking sleep, which is something I get questions about all the time. So sleep hygiene, all of these devices and light and temperature, and how does that affect everything? So we decided to do a part two and dive into all of that. And I'm just so grateful to have you here, Dr. Bruce, and for your work. And thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So when it comes to sleep, there are the various chronotypes like you've talked about, and I am a resident dolphin insomniac. So I do all of the things, like literally all the things. But my question with that there, and maybe this is a good moment to sort of recap what your chronotypes are. Do some people need to pay more attention to sleep hygiene than others based on their chronotype? Or would everybody benefit from doing, quote, all the things? What are your thoughts on that? So it's a great question. And it's got an interesting answer, which is yes and no. Yes, there are certain chronotypes that will benefit more, but no, all chronotypes will benefit a little bit. So what does that mean? So you are the chronotype that actually would be able to get the most benefit from sleep hygiene recommendations. Part of the things that we know about dolphins, which is the fourth chronotype, these, just to remind people again, are people who are very intelligent, a little bit on the anxious side, a little bit on the OCD side. And so they are high energy, very good at what they do, but difficulty sleeping, oftentimes insomniacs, and are just kind of running at a different speed, if you will. What we find is that some of them are genetically not great sleepers. That being said, we try to do everything else in the environment in order to help the sleep that they are going to get. So with dolphins in particular, we like to have a good sleep environment, good sleep hygiene, and we'll talk through all of those points. Lions can sleep through just about anything. They're usually athletes. And by the way, lions, again, are early birds. That's my new term for them. But these are usually my COOs of a company. They're the people who are managing people, getting up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, all of that kind of crazy stuff. They sleep so well, generally speaking, that they don't actually require a whole lot more. Now, wolves, on the other hand, that's my chronotype, by the way, are the night owls. And we have a tendency to not even go to bed until midnight most nights. And so if things aren't in a reasonable environment from a sleep hygiene perspective, it could be one o'clock in the morning before we go to bed. That is crazy. Yeah. I historically thought I was a wolf when I just briefly heard about the chronotypes, but then I read the book and I I was like, oh, this is (laughs) everything about the dolphin is me. I'm sure you get this question all the time, but out of all the things you can do, is there one thing that is the most important, like controlling the light, controlling the temperature, controlling the sound? Actually, there is. There is. And this is a strange one, though, but it's, it's less environmental than you might expect, but it's waking up at the same time every single day, including the weekends. So the thing, if if you were to look at, if you could only do one thing, right? Like let's say you're willing to make one change and that's all you're willing to do. Waking up at the same time every day does two very important things and it's specific to melatonin. So when you wake up, let's say at 7 a.m. every day, if that's what your chronotype tells you that you should be doing, so that would probably be a bear chronotype, two things happen once you get light into your eyeballs, which of course happens the moment that your eyes open. Number one, the light signal, the blue light in particular, sends a signal to your pineal gland to turn off the melatonin faucet in your head. But there's a second thing that happens at that very moment, and it actually sets a timer for when the melatonin should start again. 
So if you wake up at the same time every day, it makes it much easier to fall asleep when you want to at night because the consistency of the melatonin production because of when it starts the timer. I was going to ask, was the sleep hygiene, was it starting more in the morning than the evening? So I guess looking at it that way, like timeline wise, sleep hygiene starting in the morning, your wake up. Is there anything else to focus on, the bright light exposure? Sure. So here's the thing that's so interesting when you talk about sleep with people is people don't usually start thinking about sleep until night. And that's almost too late, right? I want people to start thinking about sleep when they wake up in the morning. And I know that sounds a little crazy. I mean, I am the sleep doctor and all that kind of stuff. But if you start to really get into the habits in the morning time, it makes the nighttime so much easier. So the first habit I talked about, of course, was waking up at the same time every day. The second habit that's equally as important is getting that sunlight, that dose of sunlight. How long should it be? Usually somewhere about 15 minutes. I prefer people to be outside in the fresh air. There's actually data to show if you get sun through the window, it's less effective from a circadian rhythmicity standpoint. That doesn't mean during January in New York, you need to be going outside for extended periods of time. We're only talking about 10 to 15 minutes here, folks. So that's number one in terms of being able to help you with that. But number two, that's about the amount of time that your body needs to start the development of vitamin D, which is, of course, something that we get as a reaction from the sun. So having that exposure in the morning to light in particular turns out to be incredibly, incredibly important. But doing it on the outside adds another feature, which is fresh air, right? And so a lot of people don't know or think about it, but the air quality in your room can absolutely have an effect on your quality of sleep. There was a recent study from NASA that came out that was looking at temperature, air quality, and humidity. And what they discovered was that, of course, we all know it's better to sleep in the cool. However, there is a lower level limit there of approximately 65 degrees. You do not want to go in a sleep in a room or in an environment that is under 65 degrees. The reasoning for that is your body, when it hits REM sleep, can't shiver because it goes into a state of paralysis, which is supposed to happen. But if it's 65 degrees and your body ain't moving, you're going to get cold fast and your body's going to pull you out of that REM sleep. So understanding how temperature affects you throughout the day turns out to be incredibly important in the evenings. The second thing that you really want to do is hydrate. So many people don't recognize the fact that they wake up dehydrated. I think we talked a little bit last time that sleep in and of itself is a dehydrative event. So we lose almost a full liter of water each day. So the very first thing that I like to have people do, well, let me back up. The very first thing I like to have people do when they wake up in the morning is swing their legs over to the side of their bed and sit upright and take 10 full deep breaths. So people are always like, Michael, why do you want to do that? So number one, it's a good way to wake up your respiratory system. But number two, it helps you become centered and present. That is one of the most important things that you can do to start your day. Once you do that, you want to drink at least 15 ounces of water long before you hit the caffeine button, right? Because hydration is the key factor for number one, giving you energy throughout the day, but also helping you sleep at night. And then the third thing is those 15 minutes of sunlight that I mentioned before. So I like to get people to start a little morning routine, if you will. Now, of course, there can be variations of this. People can throw exercise in there for certain times for each chronotype. But being able to have that morning routine really sets the pace for your day. And oddly enough, it really helps at night. 
Now, if we switch to the latter part of the day and we start to look at what are the things that we should start doing to set us up for a good night's rest, here's a couple that I always recommend for people. So number one, if you're going to be a caffeine drinker, and would you believe it, 62% of people drink caffeine every single day. It's a crazy statistic, right? No nutritional value for caffeine, by the way. No reason to have it in your body. I thought it would be more, maybe. Yeah. Well, every day is the key. If you actually, if you ask them during the week, it's like over 90%. So what we know about caffeine is it has a half-life of between six and eight hours. So during the daytime to help set yourself up for better sleep at night, my recommendation is always to stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Again, if you figure eight hours to get at least half of it out of your system, and most people are thinking about bed around 10 o'clock, then you're at least got half of that caffeine out of your system. But, but, but the truth be told, I'd much rather you stop your caffeine by 10 o'clock in the morning, if at all possible, because the quarter life of caffeine, that's how much time it takes for only one or 25% of it to be remaining is 12 hours. So if you stop drinking caffeine at 10 a.m., you still have 25% of it floating around your system at 10 p.m. And that's a very small dose, hopefully, to allow you to get better sleep. Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the 10th annual biohacking conference, May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando and it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and dry farm wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind-blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples, meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show like Paul Saladino, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys. And you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come, definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas. MelanieAvalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BCMelanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. I'm already going to make two changes to my routine. I turned down the temperature to 60 degrees at night. So maybe I should make an adjustment there. That's fascinating about the shivering. I did not know that. I I wonder if people who have more brown fat, so they do the non-shivering thermogenesis, if they can tolerate colder temperatures at night with the REM sleep. Probably. But wow, that's fascinating. I think that can change over the course of time. So as you get more cold tolerant, 
or as you, if you live in that universe, right? So if you live in upstate New York or Toronto, Canada, or, you know, Sweden, <laughs> you know, it's pretty cold and those people have a little bit better adaption. So they can go a little bit colder if they want to. So fascinating. I love it. And then the breathing, I definitely need to integrate that into my routine. It actually made me think of a question that's a little bit interesting, but so what if there is something that is working for you in your sleep hygiene habit that is not what is normally prescribed, specifically when it comes to electronics and social media and things like that? So for me, two things that I do that I know are not normally prescribed, I find that if I do write upon waking check an email or something, it gets me going because I tend to be a little bit groggy in the morning and it like wakes me up. And then on the flip side, I do really well reading at night, but it's on like an electronic device while winding down. What are your thoughts on that electronics and sleep hygiene? Absolutely. So let's talk it through because it's not as complicated as people like to make it. Okay. So number one, all electronic devices that emit light emit a form of frequency of light that is called cyan or blue light. It's between 460 and 480 nanometers. The truth of the matter is you can purchase blue light blocking glasses and you can watch whatever the heck you want all night long. I could care less because blue light blocking glasses actually work. However, however, there's some things I want to teach your listeners about how to purchase good quality blue light blocking glasses because these have become commoditized and the quality that's out there, quite frankly, is pretty crappy. So, and full disclosure, I have my own line of blue light blocking glasses because the quality out there is so crappy, I wanted to make them for my patients. So if people wanna check them out, they're at sleepdoctorglasses.com. But here's what you need. You actually need the amber colored lenses. People are like, come on, Michael, I don't want to walk around looking like Elvis Costello, you know, or Bono, or, you know, those guys who wear all those funky shaded glasses. I don't want to do that. The truth of the matter is, is there's three different factors for blue light affecting your eyeball. One is the frequency. Well, you can coat the lenses so that it filters out the frequency. Two is the brightness. This is the thing that many people are not doing, is they're giving people clear lenses. Clear lenses do nothing to decrease brightness and therefore have less of an effect. I would argue almost no effect. The third factor is angle of light. And so what you want is you want a glass that actually covers a large portion, almost the, from your eyebrows down to below your eye orbits. That way, not extra light isn't sneaking in from the sides. So if you had those three factors using blue light glasses, you could read on your Kindle, iPad, whatever you want all night long. I could care less. However, I do want to give you a couple of tips. Number one, I don't recommend reading nonfiction before bed. A lot of times that has a tendency to be, you know, very self-revealing. To be fair, you probably really don't want to think about, you know, those types of things right before bed. Go with a fantasy, a romance novel, a fiction book, whatever it is that you enjoy for yourself. I would argue that that would help with less engagement. The thing we really don't want to do when we're falling asleep is do things that would pump us up, right? So, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, you probably don't want to listen to heavy metal music while you're trying to fall asleep. You probably don't want to watch, you know, a horror movie before bed. Those are the types of things that from an engagement standpoint turn out to be far more effective than the blue light component that might be coming from a television, an iPad, or a phone. 
Now, I also have to have a little bit of disclosure here to you. In my room, every single night, my wife cannot fall asleep without the television on. So, yep, you heard it here. The sleep doctor himself has the TV on almost all night long. So now you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is pure heresy, Michael. What are you talking about? The light doesn't particularly bother me, number one. I've been wearing my blue light blocking glasses probably for 30 to 40 minutes before I come into the room. And guess what? I put on an eye mask and I go to bed. The noise doesn't really bother me. If it does, I can use earbuds or earplugs and it allows my wife to be able to fall asleep. Now, I'll tell you something. When I first met my wife, I said, honey, we can't stay in the same room with the, with the television on. And she said, Michael, I've been sleeping with the television for my whole life. Good luck with that. And I said, don't worry. I'm a sleep doctor. I'm going to figure this out. So I moved the TV out of the room. She kicked me out of the bedroom. I mean, literally kicked me out of the bedroom. She said, the only way you're getting back in here, buddy, is if you put that TV back in here. So I did. And I decided to study her. And what I discovered was she doesn't even watch TV. She actually just listens to it. So her eyes are closed. And she tells me that it's just enough of a distraction to stop her brain because she calls it monkey mind. She says sometimes she gets in the bed and she just can't stop her brain from going, 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 going. And so this is her distraction technique. Quite frankly, we stick the timer on the TV. 90 minutes later, the whole thing kicks off and it's fine. That's incredible. I I love that so much. Okay. I love hearing that about the light and the reading. And that's actually, so every night my routine, I have the blue light blocking glasses on. I put all the filters on the electronic devices to affect the the light on the screen. And then I only light my apartment with red light (laughs) at night. I actually, that's a question I've had. Do you have any thoughts? Now that sounds interesting. Yeah. So like the red light near infrared therapy devices. On red light? Yeah. I use them. My apartment from the outside looks ridiculous, but. um, I was going to say, it's kind of, must be kind of crazy. Do you have thoughts on near infrared and red light and if it would have any effect on our circadian rhythm? I've heard that maybe you shouldn't use near infrared before bed, but curious your thoughts. So there's absolutely positively no data on this. I can tell you for a fact because I wanted to create my own red light therapy for bed and I could not find any science to back it up. What is good about red light before bed, quite honestly, is that it's not blue light. That's the biggest advantage is when you have a red light therapy, there's very little, if almost no blue light being emitted. So you're basically putting blue light blocking glasses on your eyeballs when you're using red light therapy or having red light therapy. Does it have an effect? Maybe. But again, the effect is more than likely the fact that you're not being exposed to blue light. But as of right now, we have almost no data to suggest that red light therapy could be helpful for sleep. There is one area that I do think that far infrared red light therapy can be helpful for sleep, and that's inflammation and pain. We know that far infrared does have a very nice effect on inflammation and and a good effect on pain, and both of those things can, of course, be highly disruptive to sleep. So we could say that tangentially red light therapy can be helpful when it's reducing inflammation and reducing pain. To that point, I also do a, a far infrared sauna session every night, and I find that 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 really helps my sleep. 
So that's different because you've got heat, okay? And so remember, there's data to suggest that if you heat the body approximately 60 to 90 minutes before bed and then allow the body to naturally fall back to its temperature, it can be highly sleep-inducing. So the far infrared in the sauna is actually probably the best thing that you could possibly do because you lower your blue light exposure and you increase your temperature. Hi friends, an incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold control contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, <laughs> drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, you want Danger Coffee. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee and use the coupon code MELANIEAVALON to get 10% off. Again, that is melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee with the coupon code MELANIEAVALON for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10-year decade bulletproof coffee habit. But sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. 
Perfect. Awesome. I love what you said about the engaging and engaging things. I actually, when I'm doing my my reading at night, I start with nonfiction because I'm prepping for shows, but then I switch to what I call like my just like fluff reading, like just fun stuff because I don't like the engaging aspect. And I'd heard that like evolutionarily engaging in social media and things like that would be like evolutionarily, we we wouldn't have been talking to people at night so that it kind of sends the wrong signal to our brain. I don't know if that's actually scientific or do you have any thoughts on that on social interactions at night? So I don't, I would, I would agree partially. I think that social interactions can be stimulating, but I'm not convinced that it has to do with the reasons that you just talked about. I think that when you talk to somebody and you say something that has any emotional valence to it whatsoever, you start a cortisol chain going. It's very simple. That This is one of the main reasons why we tell people, look, don't have big emotional discussions right before bed because if you do, good luck. <laughs> You're never going to fall asleep. I mean, you know, if you get into a fight with your partner or you're talking with your child and something's not going well, I mean, you're going to be up for the next three hours. So I would argue that the social engagement actually could be positive. And I would also tell you that if it was a positive engagement, then we would have a far greater likelihood of showing optimism. And we all now know there's data to suggest that optimism before bed not only helps you fall asleep more quickly, but gives you more positive dreams. So if you are in an argument with your partner, is it better to just table the argument to the next day rather than discuss it then? Like they say, don't go to bed angry. (laughs) So that is an old tale that I completely understand. And it really depends upon the subject matter and the couple. But as a general guideline, I would say if you're going to have a big discussion, have it at six o'clock. Don't have it at 830 or nine. Now, somebody might say, well, we got to put the kids down. We got to have dinner. Great. Make a schedule, have a meeting with your partner and sit down, but just don't do it before bed or wake up early in the morning and do it then. And then you have a far less likelihood of it affecting you later. What about sleep tracking? How do you feel about wearables and tracking your sleep? Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan and I, full disclosure, I'm the chief sleep officer for Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. Oh, wait, did I know that? I don't think I knew that. I love Or. I've had Harpreet on the show twice. Oh, I love Harpreet. He's a great dude. So I work with them and I love the Aura Ring, but there's some interesting aspects to it as, as are all wearables. Number one, just for the sake of information, Aura and Fitbit were just placed on a head-to-head study against all the other wearables. And those were the two that came out on top in terms of being able to accurately measure total sleep time and when you fall asleep and when you wake up. Then after that, Aura did a second study looking at accuracy of sleep staging, and they are roughly 85 or higher percent accurate in sleep staging, which by the way is the exact same number that we see with full nighttime polysomnography in terms of night-to-night variability. So do I like tracking? I do like tracking. However, for some of those dolphins out there, Tracking can become obsessive, and there are there is something called orthosomnia, which has started to creep up now that all these devices are out here, and that's where people are becoming so obsessed with their sleep data that it's causing anxiety and, of course, then more insomnia. So if you're not one of those folks and you can check your data once or twice a week, then I think there's tremendous utility in being able to track your data. And in fact, many people don't know this, but I'm also a high-performance sleep coach. 
So I work with athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and folks who really need that level of assistance. We work with people to develop their sleep schedules in this very manner. That's incredible. Yeah. With Aura, I actually, despite being like the biohacking person, it took me so long to actually get one because I was so worried that it was going to make me neurotic. But what I love about it, I love how it talks to you though. It's like very kind. It's like, <laughs> it's very understanding. And when I got it and it was telling me that I should go to bed at 1.30 AM, I was like, okay, we're good. Like it knows, <laughs> it knows. When people do have Aura Ring and they get information about their different sleep stages. Like, can you hack your different stages? Like if it says you're low on rim or low on the different types, like, is there anything you can do to address that? Or do you just address your sleep in general? No, there's actually things that you can do to specifically address that. So here's the fun part for me. And you know, now that your audience is so well-versed in chronotypes, what we, what I do is I take a baseline week-long measure with the aura ring for my patients. By the way, all of my patients are required to wear some form of a trackable because I can then dial in and to that trackable and be able to give them real-time information. So once we kind of get that all logged in, then we look at them when we move them to their correct chronotypical sleep schedule. And guess what? Magically, at least half of the things that they were missing get better. It's pretty amazing. What we see is when people kind of fall into what I call their chronotypical swim lane, we see increase in delta sleep, which is stage three, four sleep, which is where growth hormone is emitted, which is where the glymphatic system pulls all those neurotoxins out. So really good thing there. We also have a tendency to see an increase in REM sleep as well, which is also very beneficial because remember that's the mental restoration where you're moving information from your long-term memory to your short-term memory. So just by adjusting your schedule and consistently, right? Because we talked about waking up at the same time every day. Those are the big things that you want to look for. Some other rapid fire sleep things. How do you feel? I've had James Nestor on the show. How do you feel about mouth taping? So first of all, James is a wonderful journalist, investigative journalist. He's a dear friend. Believe it or not, his father is a pulmonologist, so deals with sleep apnea. And so when he brought to the forefront mouth taping, here's what I can tell you. Does it work? Number one, you need to make sure you don't have sleep apnea. That is the number one rule of mouth taping, okay? So have a sleep study done, have a home sleep study done, have somebody listening to your sleep. If you snore, you do not need to tape your mouth because you could have sleep apnea. And to be clear, when you stop breathing and your mouth is taped, it is no bueno. Now, let's say that you don't have sleep apnea. Mouth taping can actually be very beneficial, but people need to understand the technique. You would not you know, take a piece of tape and go horizontally across your entire smile. It would be a quarter of an inch straight up and down. And the good news is, is that if you do snore or you do gasp, it should have enough lack of stickiness to be able to pop off so that you can breathe. Listeners, I have a, a video on my Instagram of mouth taping to kind of dismantle some of the, the myths out there about what it might be. Another rapid fire question. What are your thoughts on EMFs? I have an EMF blocking canopy. I stopped using it because I wasn't sure if I had it, quote, installed right. EMFs in general, Wi-Fi, EMF blocking, clothing. What are your thoughts on that? So here's what I can tell you. If you discover that you're EMF sensitive, this could be a big deal. I've been seeing patients for approximately 22 years. In my entire career, I think I've seen three people that turned out to be EMF sensitive. So that being said, there are grounding pads that can be very effective. 
There's now a paint that you can paint your walls and literally create a Faraday cage in your bedroom. So there are definitely tools that you can utilize if you discover that you're EMF sensitive. So the next question is, Michael, how do I know if I'm EMF sensitive? So what I would tell people to do is if you have a sl- some form of a sleep tracker, like, like we were discussing before, the Aura Ring, what I would do is do a week of time with your router off. So turn the router off on your computer system if you can and see if your sleep improves. That would let you know fairly quickly if you are one of those EMF sensitive people. Hi friends. So I'm sort of haunted by clothes. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I love wearing all the new clothes all the time. And I know that that is not really sustainable and not good for the planet. That's why I am thrilled that there is now a way to get all of the clothes with none of the waste. And I'm going to tell you how you can get unlimited clothes with no waste for a month for free. That's right, I now have a website for both myself and you guys where you can get free unlimited clothes with free shipping, free exchanges, nonstop from all of the hottest brands, and it is so incredibly easy. It's called MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. We have so many incredible brands, including my favorites like BCBG, Calvin Klein, and so many more. Think like 100 brands. There are so many options. And the way it works is when you get a subscription, you search through the clothes, pick what you want. They send it to you with fast, easy shipping. You wear it as long as you want. And then when you're ready for more clothes, you just drop it off in their prepackaged envelope and get your next round. It is so incredibly cool. They have multiple plans. The starter plan gives you two pieces at a time. Friends, I actually have a little secret hacked. Don't tell them that I told you this. When you get your two pieces, you can actually immediately go into your account, click return, and they'll go ahead and send you the next two pieces. So technically you can have four pieces at a time. You also have a cool virtual closet that you can keep stocked with everything you eventually want to order so you never miss out. And if you really like something and want to keep it, you can opt to buy it at a massively discounted price. Friends, I'm obsessed. This is finally the answer to wearing all the clothes all the time with none of the waste, Oh, and of course, one of my major reservations was the cleaning compounds that they use on the clothes because yes, it is dry cleaning, which normally makes me nervous. And they don't say this on the website. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, what's going on with the cleaning? What do you guys use? Because I can't promote this if it's just normal dry cleaning. And thankfully, they let me know that they do not use any detergents, fabric softeners, or chemicals that are harsh. Everything is professionally dry cleaned or laundered with detergents that are free from dyes and scents. It's all gentle and it uses low temperature cycles. So yes, we are good on that front as well. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can try it free for a month. Yes, completely free. Just go to MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com to sign up. Free clothes for a month. After that, their plans are super affordable. We're talking honestly, an entire month is less than the cost of typically what would be the cost of one dress. And I am not kidding. That's right. Unlimited clothes for less than the cost of one outfit. I'm just so thrilled to bring this resource to you guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So again, get free unlimited clothes for a month at MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com for all of the clothes, none of the waste. And definitely share your pictures and tag me on Instagram because I want to see all the fabulous things that you guys are wearing. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. 
Yeah, actually, one of the biggest jumps I saw on my aura ring was when I got this device called a Somavetic that is supposed to reduce EMF. And I was really skeptical. I didn't think it was going to do anything, but I saw substantial jumps in my aura ring. So I was like, oh, this is pretty impressive. Yeah, I saw there's now a company in Spain that actually has a mattress. And this is even more interesting. It's not just an EMF shield. It actually helps reducing the oxidative stress that's associated with EMF exposure earlier in the day. So it's, I've only seen one study on it and it's out of Spain. I've never seen it here in the United States. And I just learned learned about it about six months ago, but there is not, there are now people who are trying to advance that technology. I am going to look into that. (laughs) That is right up my alley. So I know we don't have that much time, but in the supplement world-wise, do you have thoughts on things like CBD? I personally take Lotus Naltrexone. There's a lot of stuff out there. there, Or is there any other supplement that's like amazing? Theanine, GABA, melatonin? (laughs) There's so many. So here's what I'll tell you is I have a very specific philosophy on supplementation. So number one, you got to make sure that your body has what it's supposed to have. So before you go running out and buying a bunch of supplements, go to your doctor and do some blood work. You want to look at melatonin, magnesium, vitamin D, and iron. Those are the biggest ones to see if you have any deficiencies in those. If you have deficiencies, this is where you start. You don't just run out and buy, you know, valerian and hope for the best when in fact it turns out that you've got a vitamin D and magnesium deficiency. And if you just fix those, you'd be just fine. So I like people to look at the vitamins and minerals and make sure everything in the body is up to par or standard. Then let's see how you sleep. Okay, Michael, we did that and it doesn't, it it didn't work very well. We're still sleeping like crap and we kind of don't know what to do. If that's the case, there are several things that you want to think about. Melatonin is a circadian mover. Melatonin is not a sleep initiator, okay? Many people think that melatonin is a sleeping pill. Nothing could be further from the truth. Melatonin is a circadian pacemaker, period, end of story. There are two parts to the sleep system. One is a buildup of adenosine to cause your sleep drive. The other is the release of melatonin for your circadian rhythm. So, You really need to find out, number one, are you melatonin deficient? Because 90% of people out there are not. Also, melatonin should never be used in kids. In Europe, at high dosages, melatonin is a contraceptive. Yes, you heard that correct. It is a contraceptive. I can't think of anything worse for a young female developing body than administering a contraceptive when it's not gynecologically necessary. So I'm not a huge fan of melatonin other than in situations of jet lag, where it is completely appropriate to use. Now, there are some people who can use a little small dose of melatonin, and it can be helpful. By the way, most people don't know this, but the correct dose of melatonin is somewhere between a half and one and a half milligrams. That is it. And 95% of the melatonin is now sold in an overdosage format. Three milligrams, five milligrams, 10 milligrams. It's terrible. Personally, I like to use a product called Herbatonin. It comes in a 0.3 milligram and it is 100% organic. So if you're looking for melatonin, you might want to look there. There is, however, one group of children that can use melatonin, and these are children on the autism spectrum. We have discovered that larger dosages, three, four, five milligrams can be very effective for helping those kids sleep. 
Okay, maybe one last topic we can end on, which is your actual body in the bed. I have two questions about it. One, side sleeping or sleeping on your back. I hear so many things about this. I'm a side sleeper. Is that okay? Do I need to sleep on my back? Well, here's the thing. The 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 most advantageous sleep position is on your back unless you snore or have sleep apnea. And that's simply because it's the best way to displace, displace weight across the skeletal frame. The second best way is sleeping on your side. It will depend a lot on your mattress. So if you have a good bed that has enough give and isn't pushing back up against your skin too hard, by the way, that's one of the things that's going to make you flip flop and move around in bed at night. Unfortunately, 72% of people, I think is the number of people sleep on their sides. And we think that has a lot to do with opening up the spinal column and helping it rehydrate those discs. I don't think sleeping on your side is bad. To be fair, I used to be a stomach sleeper for years and years, which is the worst position you can possibly sleep in. I was able to teach myself to rotate to the side. It's been much better ever since. I forgot about stomach sleeping. And I have a a mattress cooler, which I absolutely love. That's a game changer for me. Oh, dude, I love those. So last sleep question. Is it true that the bedroom is only for sleep and sex? Is sex okay in the bedroom? Or should we actually not (laughs) do that before bed? So here's what I'll tell you is it depends on you. If sex is one of those things that helps you relax, then there's nothing wrong with having sexual activity before bed. The data would suggest that many men have a tendency to fall asleep after sex, whereas women have a tendency to be more energized after sex. If you start to look at it from a hormonal perspective, as you know, from the power of when, we have an entire chapter on when should you have sex. And it turns out from a hormonal perspective, having sex in the morning is much better hormonally because all of the hormones that you need to have successful sex are elevated where the sleep hormones are decreased. So I don't think I have any problem with people having sex before they fall asleep or even when they wake up. Also, the oxytocin that gets emitted makes you feel wonderful. And so that's also either a great way to fall asleep or a great way to start your day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bruce. This has been amazing. One of the things you mentioned was the positive thoughts before you go to bed. And I love doing a gratitude exercise before bed. And the last question I ask every single guest on this show, because I just really, really believe in the the power of mindset and gratitude is what is something that you're grateful for? So I believe in gratitude as well. And I also want to highlight that people should be doing a gratitude list before bed because of this optimism idea. I am 100% grateful for my family. I am 100% grateful for my puppies (laughs) because they give me so much joy. And I'm really grateful that I have opportunities to educate the world about sleep and the importance of sleep. You know, very few times as a clinical psychologist, do you get the opportunity to help millions of people almost overnight. And I feel incredibly grateful for being able to have opportunities like coming on podcasts like yours, like appearing on television, like having people to my website. So I'm super grateful that I have the learning and the opportunity to kind of spread that knowledge. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bruce. I as well am just so grateful for the work you're doing. It's changing so many lives. I'm grateful we got introduced through our mutual friend, Adam. I'll do a shout out for him because he'll probably listen. But thank you for everything you're doing. Yay, Adam. 
Hi, Adam. So I'll put links in the show notes to all of your work. Energize will have come out by now, but listeners definitely check it out. Any other links you want to throw out there for people to follow you? So I'm on all the social media that you can possibly imagine as thesleepdoctor.com. And one kind of fun little thing is, believe it or not, if you go on TikTok and you search for Sleep Doctor, I've got quite a few videos on there that are fun, educational, and pretty short. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was so wonderful. Enjoy the rest of your day and and sleep well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Hey, wishing you some sweet dreams, Mel. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What Win Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com feel free to contact me at podcast at melanieavalon.com. And always remember, you got this.